Hello and welcome to Ruth Bears Witness, the podcast, where you can listen to my stories that I've written in my blog posts. Thank you for joining me today for my blog post entitled, Beneath Artificial Skies, White Supremacy in the Atmosphere. I'm walking in an open field under a blanket of stars. I see pine trees surrounding this place. The trees have an unnatural quality to them as though I am encircled in cartoon animated pines of varying sizes and shapes, but mostly the same color that Crayola would name forest green in one of its 48 count boxes. I know there are people milling about in this field, but I can't really see them. Or maybe they're the trees. Whoever or whatever, I'm not alone within this strange cartoon world I find myself inside. In the distance, I see a cannon aimed at the sky. The sky. I can't stop looking at it. I'm trying to distinguish constellations or something familiar. I can't find the moon. There's so much that feels artificial, but I know I'm real. And this is its own realness, yet I'm still trying to accept what my eyes are seeing and what my presence radar knows. Maybe I'm aware that I'm standing in a dream. There's someone dressed kind of like a knight in full armor sporting a brown cartoonish mustache stationed at the cannon. I can't see his eyes. The cannon is gray with some interesting bright yellow embellishments that are beyond my ability to describe or explain. Just imagine a cartooned gray cannon with bright yellow on it. The mustachioed knight's armor matches this cannon. As I approach the knight and the cannon, I continue to sense the presences that I can't quite distinguish all around me, like the smell of smoke but no telltale signs of fire. The knight then points some kind of stick at the sky and yells something unintelligible. The roar of the cannon echoes over the field and we watch as a cannonball soars upward. I can barely see it, but I know when it has reached the sky because where it collides, we all see the sky tear apart with olive green circular wave patterns, like blowing something up in a 2D video game back in the 80s. And as the circles fade, the fake white stars reemerge in the inky black abyss. Apparently the knight isn't happy about that, so he points his stick and yells some more, and then the sky is torn into olive green circles all over the place, until we see that the knight has ripped open the sky, and through those gaping holes we see fragmented segments of whatever is beyond that sky, another world beyond this tiny field. There's more out there beyond our artificial sky than we had originally assumed, And through it all, the smoky-like presences are gasping in wonder. Then, as the cannon in the sky is quiet, the presences begin to chatter, their bodies taking shape in the dark. Barely audible at first, but then as they speak louder and louder, the sky begins to knit itself back together until the holes are gone. The stars artificially twinkle again and the presences fade into their smoke-like state, and everything is as it was before, except for me. And the knight and his cannon are gone.
Oswald Chambers once said, The deadliest attitude of the Pharisees that we exhibit today is not hypocrisy, but that which comes from unconsciously living a lie. He also goes on to say that one carnal judgment of another person only serves the purposes of hell in you. But we become so tolerant of these attitudes and judgments that we eventually fail to realize we even have them in us. Even the most saintly person in the world unwittingly holding on to even one of these judgments is blinded by evil. So what is this evil lie? How can we live enwrapped in a lie and not even realize it? I have to assume you've heard the term nose blind, where you're so used to the smells inside your house that if it sinks to high heaven, you don't know, unless somebody walks in and asks you tactfully, hey, what's that smell? It's the evil lie of white supremacy, the preeminence of the dominant culture in America. I'm not talking about burning crosses, lynching trees, or Jim Crow. Those are merely symptoms of white supremacy. It's the smoky presence, the lie that we are all conditioned in, each one of us, no matter our skin color, that whiteness is number one. Notice I did not say white culture or that I'm saying white people are inherently evil. White culture and its many subcultures has much to be celebrated and lauded for, but it should not be elevated above anything else. And everything else. What is white supremacy? It's an umbrella, an artificial sky, and we all stand beneath it. White supremacy is based on a racial hierarchy and it has been with the Western world since we used skin color and physical attributes to decide who was superior and who was inferior, who was master and who was slave, who was human and who was subhuman, all for the means of economic exploitation, whether through slavery or colonization around the world. Just because we've eradicated chattel slavery, this is slavery upheld by or, and condoned by laws, Just because we have upheld civil rights amendments until recently as voting rights for BIPOC or Black Indigenous people of color are seriously in trouble all over the country. And just because we've elected BIPOC into the highest offices of our land does not mean that these attitudes and judgments have been dealt with. We haven't even dealt with the consequences of holding on to them for nearly half a millennia. Oftentimes we can see human rights infractions on the other side of the world like the Armenian genocide in Turkey a hundred years ago. We decry the injustices of those problems, but we can't take a long, hard look at our own cultural problems, like the decimation, cultural pillaging, and relegation of what was left of an entire indigenous population in North America to reservations of worthless, arid wastelands. Why is that? The dominant culture wants to believe that we have been true to upholding our ideals that all men are created equal. But the lie prevents us from even having the imagination to know and see what this really looks like. The world we've inherited was not our creation, but having been born into it, we cannot imagine the world looking any other way. Democrats and Republicans, capitalism, expensive medical care, frozen food aisles, electronic money are the only ways in which the world can possibly go around. 
All else is deemed evil at worst or inferior at best. Like in my dream, we're trapped inside our world. On the white side of this system, everything is fine, so they assume that equity of opportunity is available like this for everybody. As blurry cell phone videos and body cams poke holes into this world we live in, with news coverage of innocent black people being shot in the streets, we grow extremely uncomfortable, staring in wonder at what is on that TV. As BIPOC cry out for justice in the face of police brutality, housing, education, the workforce, and judicial system, white supremacy says, they just want a handout. Or, I earned everything I have by pulling myself up by my own bootstraps. But you have to have the boots first before you can use those infamous straps. And white folks allow themselves to be talked out of understanding the problem they are a part of, and they cling to their political pundits for the right and the left chattering, justifying, drudging up brown criminal histories or relations, while justifying the white perpetrator's intentions. They do this in order to placate their need to feel like none of this has anything to do with them. They're stitching up the holes in the sky. And in the white evangelical church of America, as they willingly turn their backs on both their neighbor and God to disdain, sustain the lie, BIPOC are leaving these churches in a mass exodus. White evangelicals have no idea what treasures they had in their midst and what they're losing when BIPOC leave behind that artificial sky without a moon. To read or listen to more Ruth Bear's Witness stories, please visit ruthbearswitness.wordpress.com. Thanks for joining me today, and God bless.